are tuned into Let's Talk About It by Ash and Amina. <laughs> Tino? Tino? everyone welcome welcome greetings all the way from southern africa in the motherland specifically in the western cape where the weather is unpredictable <laughs> i am one of your hosts today as usual i'm ash but i go by many names so don't be confused if you hear either my co-host or any of our guests calling me tinashe ashley tintin Gero, or any <laughs> other foreign names honestly i can't even keep up with the names sometimes but i love them all in the house is my beautiful, amazing co-host, Amina. Hey guys, how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> Blessing us all the way from Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing today, babes? I'm good. I'm good, guys. But I can't stop laughing at this thing that's gone viral <laughs> um, since yesterday. What's up? What's the tea? <laughs> Dog, did you see Will Smith? Oh, yes. <laughs> Is this Will Smith, um, Nyaya, that's still making me crack up? Yo, Chris got Kambama. Zimpama dog. I know what you mean, bruh. You know, I saw this, um, I saw this question that was like, is it chivalry or is it just a black man gone wrong? Like pure violence. What do you think? Yeah, just pure violence. No. What's your opinion on that? Um, just as much as Chris was doing his job, also Will was doing his job, just protecting his wife. Mm -hmm. And also, like, it made more sense for Will to go forth and do that simply because the reason for doing it, the joke, yes, it was a joke. He cracks jokes all the time. It's not that deep. The joke wasn't even yeah. that deep. But I think it was a bit more sensitive because of Jada's condition. We all know she's got, mm -hmm. I think, alopecia. So it's like hair loss and stuff. So it, it's a bit, you mm -hmm. know, it was a bit insensitive knowing that it's a health condition and then a joke was made about it and stuff so yeah that's what i think okay cool okay anyways are you ready for the question of the day i am i am okay so question of the day are you a traditional woman or a liberal woman so before you answer that i'm going to define what i mean by those two when i speak of a traditional woman i mean a conventional woman a person following or belonging to the customs or ways of behaving that have continued in a group of people or society for a long time without changing so basically your way of thinking is set in old ways you believe in things like gender roles right and then a liberal woman on the other hand is willing to respect or accept behavior or opinions different from theirs right so you're open to new ideas for instance if you recall in our first podcast we post the question to the public in our what are they saying segment where we mm -hmm. asked women if they would consider proposing to their man or partner Right. I mean, we did ask the question to everyone, but um, specifically talking about women. So a liberal woman would definitely be open to the idea of, you know, proposing to their men and they wouldn't see anything wrong with that. So, I mean, are you a liberal woman or a traditional woman? I think I'm a bit of both. It's a 50-50. Some things okay. I'm very traditional with still. Some things I'm more liberal, mm -hmm. you know. It doesn't mean I have double standards. No, no, no. It's just that, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just a 50-50. Uh, we are progressing. What about you? 
Yeah, I think I would say the same semi-liberal woman. I wouldn't dismiss new ideas right away. And I like to also think, like I've always said, I'm an open-minded person. Mm. However, I feel like I still have like certain ideologies that would take a lot of me to change, you know, Mm -hmm. simply because I believe as humans, we need certain things to ground us. You know, some things are malleable, yes. Yeah. And therefore you can change them. But some Mm -hmm. things contribute to who we are at At the the core. And changing those aspects would change one's identity totally mm-hmm. so one such example is the fact that i am a christian oh yeah <laughs> so you'll find that christianity is actually woven in the way i think mm-hmm. and conduct myself mm. so yeah things like that definitely i wouldn't change so lightly but also like when i say semi-liberal woman i'm also talking about how i would be open to other ideas for other people okay like for instance that whole proposing to your partner example i would definitely not do it yeah (laughs) like as i said as i stand right now wouldn't do it but Mm. i would welcome the idea for any of my friends definitely 100 if they want to do it 100 i'm Mm. on board Mm. yeah i agree yeah yeah oh and before we move on in the last episode we spoke about women in business shout out to the entrepreneurs once again this week ash and i want to celebrate young hard-working women in industry yes these are hard-working women excelling in their respective field of work and we want to give a shout out to them here on the podcast after mentioning the women in industry we also have our women of the month for the month of march they are doing amazing work and we commend them for that full interviews with these women will be available on the blog under our website ashandamina.com where you'll find more details about them so firstly we have what's a yes a junior civil engineer and she's currently working Working as a junior dam and hydropower engineer in Pretoria, South Africa. Next hey. up, we have Tandaletu Moyo. Yes, and she's a communications officer working for an international NGO in Hong Kong, helping people fight for equality, justice for women and children. Hey. Yes. Next woman we have is Sandri to places. Yes, shout out to Sandri. She is a first year PhD chemical engineering student specializing in separation technology and thermodynamics. And she's currently doing her doctoral research in high pressure thermodynamics. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Up next we have Ruvarashi Chibanga. And she is currently based in Australia and working as a pharmacist where she stands extremely passionate about the quality use of medication and meeting healthcare needs of patients in need Mm-mm-mm. Up next, we have Hazel Anyasumushoriwa. Yes, and she is a trainee accountant working in Cape Town, South Africa, who is also a Bachelor's of Accounting graduate. She is currently training to be a chartered accountant. Mm. <laughs> and last but not least, we have Sahab Niola. Yes, who is also our guest host for today. Day. Hey. Yes, guys. Can't wait for you guys to meet her here on the podcast later on our What Are They Saying segment. She is a phytosent. Hey, this word. Hey. Cytosanitary technician. She's cyto. Cyto, phyto. Cy- I don't know. 
Lol, she'll have to help us on that one when she comes later on. <laughs> She's a phytosanitary technician in the South African seed industry. Nice. Mm-hmm. And now for our Women of the Month. Firstly, we have the Choto Sisters. They are based in Zimbabwe and are a family trust founded by their mother. Special mention to the ladies themselves, we have Isabel Choto, Fazai Choto, and Yemurai Choto. And they work in collaboration with their brother, Tapone Swachoto, and they all run the Yamuro Trust. Yes, so the Yamuro Trust helps students further their education from early years all the way to university, and they are students from different walks of life. The Yamuro Trust is open to receive donations from the public who would like to help. For more details, please check their page on IG at Yamuro Trust, and we'll also list their details in the bio here on the podcast and also on the blog site. And then we have Tanaka Claire. Yes, and she is the future of women's fashion. She has her own brand named Claire Albert and is a fashion designer based in South Africa. And you can follow her at Claire Albert Official on IG. Mm, okay, thank you. And last but not least, we have Langa Machonisa. Shout out to Lala. She's a podcaster, TV, radio presenter, voiceover artist, content creator, event coordinator, you name it, MC, hostess, social media manager, basically a diverse creative in short and she is based in Zimbabwe and has worked with organizations like Old Mutual and British Council planned major events such as the Fields Festival and is currently working with Earground which is an online media house for more info follow her on IG at lala.machonisa and yes, that's it for our Women in Industry and our Women of the Month. All contact details will be listed in the bio here on our podcast and you can definitely read more from their interviews on our blog post under our blog site ashandamina.com. Thank you to all these boss ladies for taking the time to speak to us about your work. We appreciate you and continue to wish you the best in your work in the future. In the future that is to come. Nice. Yes. So that's it for this segment. Moving on to the next one. You are tuned into Let's Talk About It by Ash and Amina. Don't miss out on notifications on when we next upload our episodes. today's segment on updating Amina, I'd like to speak on two things. So there are two shows that can be found on Netflix. You have The Bold Type and Young, Famous and African. And on Young, Famous and African, I'd like to specifically talk about the parenting skills between Kanye and Annie, right? It's mm-hmm. Annie, right? Yeah, Annie. Uh-huh. Yeah. And thank God this time Amina has actually watched both the shows because it literally <laughs> takes a, a week to finish a movie <laughs> <laughs> I am not joking guys it happens it took a, a week to watch one of the Marvel movies I'm not sure which one but yeah <laughs> anyways <laughs> So, uh, like I said, both shows can be found on Netflix. And I will start with The Bold Type. Right. So, The Bold Type is based on three young women. Yes. So, there is Jane Sloan, who is a writer. Kate Ellison, she's a social media manager. And Sutton Brandy, who is an upcoming stylist. This 
these women are in their early years of their career journey and they work for a feminist magazine called Scarlet. <laughs> Scarlet. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, and it is led by a boss lady editor in chief, Jacqueline Carlyle. Mm. I am so sorry, guys, when it comes to pronouncing names. Yo, I struggle. <laughs> but yeah, and I'll definitely recommend the show to any woman who's listening to the podcast. The women in the show are of our age, around mid-20s to early 30s. But yeah, anyone who's just starting their career, I would highly recommend that you spend a few, you know, hours watching the series. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so on to the next show. Young, Famous and African, right? It's a popular show in South Africa. I'm not sure if it is popular in Malaysia, but it's very much popular in South Africa. Yeah, so it's based on celebrities in Africa, right? Yeah, but it was filmed in Johannesburg, South Africa. So, Amina will explain the two women I'm referring to, and after that, I would want to know, Amina, what your thoughts are on the two women's parental skills. Okay, so we have the big stars. They're one of the biggest stars, uh, you know, known in Africa, the celebrities. And everybody knows Kanyumbao. So we have Kanyumbao and she has her 15-year-old daughter. And there was a Can bit I just of, say uh, something? Uh-huh. As someone who lives under the rock, it was my first time knowing about Kanyi. You've never heard of Kanyi before? It was my first time. No ways to I swear. <laughs> Kanyi. Oh my goodness. I swear. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know Kanye, she's a producer, actress. She's a lot of things. She's a businesswoman and money comes to her. So Kanye has a 15 year old okay. daughter and there was a bit of discussion that was going on, sort of like argument that was going on because people were kind of judging the way she parents her child. So her child is 15 and Kanye allows her to live in her own apartment, her 15 year old daughter. She has her own home. She stays by herself and Kanye allows her daughter to do and experience whatever she wants to do in life like treating her as if she's an adult at 15 have your own apartment grow up by yourself if you want to do anything do what you want if you want to lose your virginity do what you want if you want to smoke whatever you want to try just do it you now live alone take care of yourself annie is uh, kind of the traditional woman so let's say Kanye's the liberal woman right in that sense mm-hmm. annie is the traditional woman in that she is that mom where no my kids they have to stay in my house they have to stay in my house. They have to grow up in my house when they're 18 or whatever. That's when they can leave. Mm-hmm. So obviously Annie felt some way about the way Kanye parents her child. So yeah, we just want to know like, what do you feel about that type of parenting skill? Mm-hmm. So for me, I would likely be the more traditional woman because the way I was raised, I feel like that I'm, I'm okay with raising my child like that. You know, just mm-hmm. stay in your parents' house until you're old enough to live on your own. But I get Kanye in a sense that she's trying to build trust between like she wants her daughter to feel free enough to do whatever she can and also feel free enough to come back to her and say mom this is what happened mm-hmm. mom this is what I'm going through wah, 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 wah. and really all those things which is kind of what some of us are not so able to do because of our traditional moms and fathers where they're like stay in the house don't go out don't do this don't do that so you know if you end up getting curious and doing those things you know ish you're fucked mm-hmm. you know? I need a plan B problem <laughs> sorry to cast but um yeah it's a big problem 
So Mawai. Chinese way seems reasonable, but um, I would go the traditional way, but still want to let my child be able to trust me now mm. because you can still go the traditional way and still have your child um, trust you enough to open up to you about certain things. And I just feel safer when my child would be around. Mm. So my thoughts on the Kanye and Annie situation. I understand that there's a need to change our parental skills because the kids nowadays are totally different from the kids two decades ago yeah definitely that's a fact so that means that we require different new skills on parenting our kids mm-hmm. and I feel like I know some people are gonna come for me in the comments be like hey but but I kind of like understand you know the need to be open with your kids like the, the way Kanye is like mm-hmm. give her certain room to be flexible to do certain things so that like you said if something happens the first person she's going to call is you right she's not gonna try and like fix things and then when it's now totally late then she'll come to you and be like this is what happened you know what i mean you know mm. what yeah i'm not totally against Kanye. how she's parenting i mean another house that's that's a bit too much but what i like about her having another house is because it's in the same building so it's more like she has her own room yeah it's just the apartment next door yeah it's not like a totally different house in a totally different compound. Mm-hmm. And she can literally knock on a door anytime, you know what I mean? Mm. At least that's how I see it, right? She's not in another mm. complex or whatever. So that's why mm. I'm not so much against it. I mean, if you can afford it, I mean, right? Mm. But I also do understand Annie's way of parenting. Like you said, we've been raised yeah. in a traditional family, right? Like the traditional way. I totally understand it. I was raised, you know, traditionally my traditional or whatever and i turned out all right Mm. but like i said the kids nowadays are totally different from us you and i are in the gen z right but we're definitely not ama 2000 no we're not you get it (laughs) we are totally different from those kids so you can't expect the certain parental skills to work on both generations um i don't know we're in the same generation but we're totally different breeds you know what i mean yeah (laughs) but yeah those are my thoughts on the kanye and but yeah that's it for updating amina I think we should actually put this in another episode. Talk more about these parenting skills because I think there's something there we need to unpack. Right? Anyway, that's it. Thank you. Tino, Tino, Tino. Follow us on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter at Ash and Amina. Bringing you weekly episodes. Okay, honey? So welcome, welcome everybody. Welcome to the last segment of the podcast. And this is What Are They Saying? What's the Tea? And today, once again, we have our new guest host and her name is Sahabni Ula. Welcome, Sahabni. She is a working woman in industry. Sahabni, we are happy to have you here. Thank you for coming on to Let's Talk About It with Ash and Amina. Please take the floor and let the people know who you are. Thank you so much. First of all, I'm really appreciative that you guys requested that I come on the show. I'm really grateful about that. So, as you said, my name is Sahabni Ullah. I 
I'm a graduate with a MSc in plant pathology at Stellenbosch University in South Africa. I currently work as a phytosanitary technician in the South African seed industry. So basically what that entails is ensuring the safe trade of good quality seed that is free from pests and diseases. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> That's very interesting. Okay, okay. That's good. So how long have you worked in the industry? Like how long have you been working? under this profession so far? Okay, so I've been working for approximately three or four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say this is my first permanent position. Okay. Okay, that's good to hear. We'll go further more. I'm sure we're going to learn a lot more from you. And we can't wait for everything that you have to say on our podcast today. But before that, we'd like to do a little icebreaker with you, if you don't mind. And Ash is going to lead us on that. Sounds fun. Thank you so much, Sami. Welcome. (laughs) It's really nice to have you on the podcast today. So for the icebreaker, we have five riddle questions followed by two truths and a lie. Each one of us will have the opportunity to present their two truths and a lie. And we have to guess which one of the three is a lie. Right. So let's start off with the five riddle questions. How this works is I give you a statement and you have five seconds to tell me what you think the answer is. Is that clear for everybody? Yeah. Yep. Let's go. Okay, great. Okay, I'm going to start now. Are you ready? Yes. I also have a timer, by the way. Five seconds. That's what we are sticking to. (laughs) Okay. A five-second timer? Yes, a five-second timer. (laughs) Okay. Five seconds. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so question one. What can run but cannot walk? What can run but cannot walk? Starting the timer. A river. A computer. A river. (laughs) (laughs) So Sahabni for the win. It is a river. Oh yeah. A river. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Question number two. The more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? Start. I have no idea. Sahabni. Space. <laughs> okay. I see why you would say space, but it's not space. It's actually footsteps. Oh, okay. So the more you take, the more you leave behind. Okay. Got it. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay, question number three. Mm-hmm. Poor people have it. Rich people need it. If you eat it, you die. What is it? Start. Mm. <laughs> Wait, can you repeat the, repeat the riddle? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm going to repeat it again. Poor people have it. Rich people need it. If you eat it, you die. What is it? Start. Uh-uh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sahabni. Yeah, I'm also a bit blank. We're going <laughs> blank on this one. Okay, we give up. So it's actually nothing. It's what? It's nothing. The answer is nothing. Uh, <laughs> Poor people have nothing. Rich people need it. They need nothing. And if you eat it, you die. If you eat nothing, you die. Uh, that's so stupid. Uh, guys. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> Yeah, okay, uh, going on to question number four. I am tall when I'm young and I'm short when I'm old. What am I? This one, you should at least have a clue on it. An old person. An old person. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. I see. What, I think I could actually give you <laughs> a point to that one, even though that's not the answer, because I get it. When you're younger, you're up straight. You know, when you get older, you get a crouch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> As for me, I don't know. 
Riddles. I'm so bad with riddles, Shem. <laughs> so the answer is actually a candle or a pencil. Oh. Do you get it? A candle, yes. Oh, okay. I would have never okay. guessed. <laughs> and the final, final question. What has hands but cannot clap? Hey, <laughs> if I answer this one. <laughs> a table. Oh, like a chair, a chair, a chair. A clock. It's a clock, yeah. Yes, Salmi. That's that's correct. It's a clock. Okay. I'm not sure what did you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Keep this coming. Okay, anyways, going on to the next game for the icebreaker. We have to start with our guest, obviously. Uh, okay. So, Sahabni, can you share your two truths and a lie? And then Aminata and I can try and guess what the lie is. And then after Sahabni, then Aminata can go and then finally me. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, great. So, my two truths and a lie is based on the topic that we're discussing today, which is women in industry. So, here goes. Okay. Okay. The first truth or lie, I got a talk from HR for not engaging enough with some of my colleagues. Second statement, I carry a little container every time I go to a meeting to take the little snacks they give out home. <laughs> that sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it does. And then third, I started university at 16. So, what's the truth and what's the lie? Actually, what's the lie? Thought a university at sixteen. Damn. The HR one. I'll go with the HR one. Okay, Ashley. I I think I'll go with the third one. I I, I can totally see you getting a talk with HR for not engaging. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think I'll go with the last one. Okay. So the lie here is. I actually don't carry a little container every time I go to a meeting to take snacks home. I did start (laughs) university at 16 and I did get a talk from HR for not engaging enough with some of my colleagues. Oh, and you started uni at 16? Yes. Yes, Mm. I did. Wow. I actually thought you studying at 16 was actually um, a truth because most uh, South African um, students start when they are very young. So at 16, it's possible, actually, right? Yeah, um, it's actually quite a few that I know that has, um, you know, started at 16. Majority, like some of my cousins have actually started, they started university at 17. Like I remember when I was in school, I was always the youngest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, you do look the part too. You look very young for your age, so. Ooh, thanks. It's really funny and really sad that, you know, the people in the podcast can see what I look like. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should definitely see her. She she looks very young, <laughs> which is really admirable. <laughs> anyway, Amina, you can take the lead. Okay, I feel bad because mine doesn't sound... Mine is kind of off topic. <laughs> But we'll just go ahead with it. Mine too, girl. Mine too. (laughs) Okay, so for my two truths and one lie, the first one is the only bone I fractured on my body is my arm. Second one, I had my last asthma attack in primary school. Third one, I was deputy head girl in primary school, which is the lie, people. The second one, (laughs) the asthma attack. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen you have an asthma attack. I don't even think you're asthmatic too. <laughs> Actually, if you get this wrong, you're a bad friend. <laughs> but I think, no, I mean, I, I met her in high school, so I wouldn't know about. But anyways, I, I would pick the first one. I'm going to pick the first one. Uh, okay, so Havni, which one did you pick? The asthma attack when you were in primary school. 
Okay. So, Sahabni is right. Oh, yeah. I'm winning. <laughs> ah, shit. I should have gone with my god. I see. What kind of friend are you? You know, I don't even know her. I, right? Like, oh my gosh. You are asthmatic. I'm asthmatic, Shamwari. I carry an asthma pump. I've never seen it. Hmm. <laughs> so, my last asthma attack was in high school. In high school? Not primary school. When? Yes, the same school as you. <laughs> it was athletics. Really? No, but we were in different houses. <laughs> and how did I not know that? Okay, anyways, that's, that's besides the point. I'm sure you did, you just don't remember. But yeah, that's my lie. <laughs> well done, Sahabni. I'm so sorry for being a bad friend. Anyways. <laughs> so mine, the first one is, I've never been to a high tea second statement my first dog was called ginger and then the third one i wanted to be a medical doctor at some point so what's the lie what's the lie your first dog wasn't ginger yeah i also want to go with that one (laughs) okay so the lie is that i've never been to a high team for real yeah actually my boyfriend is getting all the answers Oh, you have your boyfriend with you. <laughs> yes, he's listening. So he told me, choose the high tea. And I was like, no, I'm not choosing the high tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, I've only been to one high tea. But yeah. Okay. Uh, so then, Tinashe, I've seen you drinking tea. Yeah, I've been to a high tea. So the lie was, I've never been to a high tea. Wait, I'm not confused. You have been to a high tea. Same, I was also confused there too. I was just like, she's definitely been to a high tea. She's in Stellenbosch. <laughs> That's not the truth. I have been to a high yeah. tea. Yeah. Oh. So it's a lie. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I think we are done, yeah. I think I forgot for a second how to play the game. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, that's it for the icebreaker. Back to you, Amina. Thank you, Ash, for leading the icebreaker. Uh, moving on, we're just going to have conversation with Sahabni, specifically just diving more into working women in industry. So, Sahabni, I want to know from you, what does it mean to be a working woman in industry, especially in this day and age? And how have the industries progressed in terms of integrating women into the workforce? So, how has that experience been for you? And have you seen any change? Is there progress like tell us especially knowing that you have seen it firsthand as you are working women in industry mm. okay um first of all i'd like to i'm I'm really thankful and extremely grateful to all the women before me who have fought actually for me to be at this table where i where i am today and the fact that i have a voice and people mm-hmm. actually listen is really like something that women from the past that I, that really gave me the opportunity to do so so i think that's really important mm-hmm. and i can't speak for other industries i can speak just for my industry and i work mm-hmm. for the seed industry and uh, you'll find in most of the major organizations mm-hmm. it's actually comprised of mostly women wow. so you'll see um, a lot of women in top you know positions mm-hmm. and i feel like in every culture a lot of the time like there's a lot of men but i think women have been embraced beautifully in these top positions and needs to say these industries that are majorly run by men but there is still some progress that needs to be made in the years to come there's definitely changes that are being implemented right now as the generation is progressing so i think we are there is some change and we are progressing but there still need to be um, a lot more changes 
Okay. Okay. Okay, that's good. I also want to ask, working in the industry, expectation versus reality. What were your expectations going into the industry and what was the reality, your personal experience? And also just include for us the first time you ever worked. Um, was it through internship during your uni years or did you just start working in the industry after you graduated? Okay, so my first job was as an intern mm-hmm. and I just want to dive through like my expectations and reality. So when I started my internship, I feel like throughout school or university, you are actually taught to work independently. But at the workplace, you actually need to work in a team. So it's essential mm-hmm. that you have like emotional intelligence. You have, you know, mm-hmm. great interpersonal skills. I feel like a lot of that is abandoned when you're in school or in university because most of the time, all your progress depends on you it doesn't directly affect the entire team i can testify to that (laughs) exactly so i think you know that was a bit of a challenge for me because i did my msc and that was mostly being in the lab where i have to work independently and manage my own project now this time when i was working as an intern i was working as part of a team so then i had to you know communicate more which was a bit of a challenge for me because i'm used to working on my own and i think another one would be um a lot of people expect especially when you're young you think you know when you're older you will have a lot of freedom to do all the things that you like buy all the Mm -hmm. things that you like but it's not necessarily the case because as soon as you get paid you need to think about deductions because most of the time when a company hires you you get like all these benefits but these benefits include you paying yeah so like for example a retirement annuity pension life insurance sometimes like most cases when it comes to companies they don't you can't remove that it's like a must Mm -hmm. so you have to pay so my point is after all the deductions, it's very important for you to learn how to manage your own money and also to save. I think that's very important because a lot of people think that when you work, oh, you set for life, like you can do whatever you want, but you need to be really mindful. And most of the time, at the end of it, you'll realize after you paid all your bills and everything, you have like just a (laughs) small amount of money just to spend on yourself. Also, I think another thing would be, okay, with my Mm -hmm. experience. So I worked a couple of jobs. I did two internships. I worked, I was a contractor for a short time. Yeah. And then now I'm doing my current position right now. But in these years that I've been there, Mm -hmm. I will say this. Everything that I learned in university, I have only used like a 10%. You can't expect to actually use everything that you learned in university in the workplace. Because most of the time, as soon as you get to the workplace, you realize you know absolutely nothing. So Mm. you, I think as a... 10%. That's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very important to people know to know that you need to learn to be flexible, adaptable, mm. and you also need to want to learn in order for you to actually survive, like in any industry. So that's the advice mm. that I would say, like wh- what I experienced. Most of the time, you will not get the dream job that you think you want to get after you're done university. Because a lot of people think that, okay, once I'm done doing my lawyer's degree, I'm going to become this really top lawyer in this big law firm. And I'm going to get X amount of money most cases you're earning peanuts yeah that's <laughs> you're doing nothing that is the truth so you need to humble yourself i think that's re- you need to re- be really humble and you need to not be like ah that's too little i'm not gonna apply for that job that job is gonna be used as a so i mean the- yeah so i mean the million dollar question now is is it worth it to go to university <laughs> what's the point If I'm going to still earn peanuts after all the effort that I put into this degree. Okay, let me tell you this way. So I've been in like several interviews, right? And a lot of the interviews that see, okay, I've got X degree, this degree, this degree. They just know that 
one, I have the tools to complete every project or task that I'm given. Two, I have all the skills, I have all the knowledge, and those knowledge are actually tools that I can use in the workplace for me to progress. So that's what, you know, having all these degrees will tell the employer. In university, you're actually taught to do this or to think a certain way. But then once you're in the workplace, you're more free to be, to announce as many ideas as you want. As crazy as they might be, someone will listen to you. Mm-hmm. So the most important part is experience. Experience and a degree come hand in hand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Professionalism. You need to at least show on paper that you're capable of what yeah. you're saying <laughs> that you can do. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And also you need to be willing to work your way up. Let me tell you this. The three jobs that I did were all from hustling. The internship that I applied for was a government internship. I literally went to a women's month conference thing that was happening in Cape Town. I went there. There was a lady there who was in charge of that internship. I told her my story and that I'm looking for a job or something. The internship deadline was already long past. She said, send me your CV. I'll make a plan. You need to learn how to hustle. You need to learn to know the correct people for you to send mm-hmm. your CV to. Because my second job, that's how I got it. Third job, I contacted the head of the internship forum and I told them mm-hmm. that, okay, I'm looking for a position. My, my my current internship is ending. He took my CV. He called me up. He, he asked me a few questions. Mm-hmm. He took my CV, sent it to a majority of companies. I got a call back, got a job immediately. So that's my point. I think you need to like hustle like a lot. And it's really important that you also like whatever industry you're interested in, you research the companies that are in that industry. You contact the people either via LinkedIn or I think LinkedIn is the best option if you can't meet them personally. And then just drop them your CV because there were many times where I'd call like certain companies and then speak to the HR manager and be like, hey, I'm looking for a position. Can you just um, look through my CV? And if there's anything that pops up, please let me know. So I think that's very important Mm -hmm. um, to do that. I feel like it's very important for people who are going for interviews, who have an interview and going for interviews. Like the internet is a very powerful tool. Mm -hmm. You must research like what type of questions could they possibly ask you? Look for that. You see, so it kind of gives you like that kind of step forward. So when you go into the interview, you're actually fully prepared and you know like what you're going to say. Yeah. And sure, there'll be some questions that they might ask that you might not be prepared for, but at least you have the right mindset mm. into what you should say, what you shouldn't say. And I think mm. that's very important. Don't treat the position as a position that you're going to be in for the rest of your life. Treat it as a stepping stone because you never know where that position might take right. you. One thing that someone told me when I was doing my internship, she was a very nice lady and she was in a she told me always make yourself Mm. available because you never know who might be watching you Mm. true that is so true because you never know who's watching you yeah just be ready (laughs) stay ready yeah and there's gonna be tough times this is it's easier said than done there's gonna be tough times you're gonna cry you're gonna scream you're gonna want to give up i've been through it at one point i'm just like am i ever gonna get a like a job that i actually like and enjoy because a lot of the times the first few jobs that you get is not something that you wanted for yourself but i feel like you need to just keep pushing keep pushing Mm. yourself because you never know what the next day might bring okay yeah so i guess you know you need to go through some hardships before you actually land on something that is um to your liking so basically take initiative be humble stay ready (laughs) hustle (laughs) yes also you can work hard but work smart don't be working hard for 5-15 years in some company but you're working really hard but you're not going anywhere especially in this day and age Mm. 
Okay, I wanna I wanna dive into a place that's a bit outside the working area, but still ties itself into it. I wanna ask, how do you balance relationships and work? Because in as much as we're growing up and we're looking for work, we're doing jobs and all this, all that, we need a social life, you know. So how do you balance your friendships? How do you balance your relationship if you're in a serious relationship with a boyfriend, for example, or you're getting married? I mean, she's sitting next to her boyfriend right now, so <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. T- tell us, how do you do it? How is it that you're able to still maintain your relationships while you're, you know, a working woman in industry? Do you find it difficult or are you balancing it well? Okay, Um, I just want to start off by saying I feel like people are too proud these days of working 24-7. I am personally not about that life. <laughs> and I feel like the that's the cause of burnout, okay? Mm. I feel like the first step is to actually designate a time where you can be yourself. For me, mm. I like to not bring work home. I try and avoid it as much as possible. I know some sometimes it's like not possible for some people, but I think it's very important to designate a day, just one day to yourself when you with your mm-hmm. friends or your loved ones, family, whoever it may be, they actually ignite your soul. They actually like revive you. And you actually feel more energized so like once you away from them and you start working you actually feel nice and you feel good about what you're doing mm. like i think what COVID has taught us we are social creatures no matter how much of an introvert you are you need that connection with a person and how mm. i manage it is basically mm. i set my weekends to do things like i'd go on hikes i'd go plan to go see my boyfriend for example True. i think like like for people who work 24 7 relationships always take like the back yeah. seat which I think is terrible. So I think it's very important for you to actually balance that. Even if it's just one day where you spend one Mm -hmm. hour with your friend or like your family or whoever is closest to you. I think that's very important just to revive Mm. yourself from that like really stressful week. Okay. True. That's very true. (laughs) Ash, would you like to add more as Sahabni, any more questions? Um, well, actually I have one question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have one question. Okay. Okay, so it is a follow-up question to this question. So with your relationship, are you guys in the same place or is it a long-distance relationship? Okay, so I'm currently in a long-distance relationship. Um, Yeah. Okay, so does that, I mean, you're also working, you're in a long-distance relationship. So does that kind of like make it harder to manage being in a relationship and also being a working woman in industry? Does that come as a hardship to you? It is difficult, like any long distance relationship would be difficult, but I think it's very important to actually put time aside for that person. Work is important to me and so is my relationship. So I try and make sure that I, you know, give attention to my work and I give attention to my relationship. I don't want to put anything at the back seat. I want it all in the front seat. I want to be in control. And I think that <laughs> like he knows firsthand that I want to be here, mm-hmm. you know, and he understands that I am a career orientated woman. Okay. So I would never put anything in the back seat. I want everything in the front. I want to be in control i want to know what's happening in my relationship Mm. i don't know what's happening at work i don't want to fall behind on any of those things because both of those things are what i prioritize Mm. yes girl wow okay so are you guys both in the same industry or in two different industries two different industries so i work in the seed industry he's working in engineering 
Oh, okay. It's pretty That's cool. Nice. Well, I don't have any more questions to ask. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much, Sami. This really shed a lot of light for us. I mean, I'm still in university. I mean, I'm still in university. So there's always that um, anxiety because we graduate soon. And there's that anticipation, you know, reality versus expectation. Mm. And yeah, just getting to know information about the industry from someone who's actually in the industry can ease that anxiety. So thank you very much. You're most welcome. And if anyone has any questions, you're most welcome to DM me <laughs> or like search <laughs> me on LinkedIn or whatever. Because I am I like mm. I'm very open with my experiences and I feel like most of the time it has helped a lot of people with whatever they're going through. Mm-hmm. True. Okay, thank you, Sahabni. Thank you so much for sharing all the knowledge that you have, all the wisdom. I'm sure a lot of us will take a lot from this. We are taking notes, best believe. And guys, her details will be in the bio. You can DM her, contact her if you need any more advice, information, just a little bit of intel. You know, a lot of us at this age right now, we're about to graduate or have graduated and we're just trying to find our way in the working industry, just trying to find our way up. But you know what? what sahabni's here to help and you know let's just have a connection guys and just you know keep pushing ourselves up networking exactly mm. exactly so thank you again sahabni we really really enjoyed having you here and hopefully we can have you come back another time whenever you're available i would love that thank you so much amina and ash Thank you so much for having me and this has been really fun. I really enjoyed my time with you guys and thank you for giving me this opportunity. You're welcome. Okay guys, we've wrapped up this episode for this week. Thank you for tuning in and Ash and I will catch you on the next one and it's also bye from Sahabni until next time. So we out. <laughs> Tino? Tino? Tino?